and welcome back to the Unqualified Huddle. Thanks for joining us again. We are here to talk about the NFL, talk about NFL stuff, you know, same as normal, really. OTAs have started, but we don't want to talk about that right now. What we want to talk about is Shannon's team. We're just getting straight into it. Shannon's team, the Arizona Cardinals, released DeAndre Hopkins. Discuss. Just, uh, you know, the statement, we have released DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> they, they sent him some thanks after that. But, I mean, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals aren't the classiest franchise. But um, two of the worst-run franchises have fumbled one of the best receivers of our generation. Uh, the Houston Texans, Arizona Cardinals, couldn't make it work. And, yeah, it's, it's a sad sad day for if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan. There are some people who are actually burning his jersey, I've seen on social media. What? Which is crazy. Like, what? You need to look at the team, first and foremost. Um, he's been a great receiver. I don't think you can you can point the finger at him. I'm just excited for him to go to a contending team and watch him finally have a consistent quarterback who can get him those well, those those stats. This is the thing with DeAndre Hopkins. It's from from the very start of his career. He's always had such like uh, intermittent quarterback play. Like he's never had consistent quarterback play. It's always been new quarterbacks each year. In in Houston, goes to Arizona, gets um. Kyler Murray, but then Kyler Murray gets hurt and he gets other people come in, different system. And he just not had, had his best time in, in Arizona, I wouldn't say. Obviously, he's had better years when he was in Houston, but, you know, like you say, this guy in his time in Houston, like when he got traded to Arizona, everyone said it makes no sense because this is a, a generational talent at wide receiver who is one of the, the top stars at the position. But at that, the time, if you remember, Arizona were going all in for the title. They brought in JJ Watt. Yeah. Uh, they they yeah. Na, uh, brought in DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in AJ Green. They went all in on this Cliff Kingsbury experiment. Um, what? What? Could you? Can you argue that someone's going all in when they don't have an offensive line? That's the thing. They built from outside in. Oh, wait, this team is, was built this is, outside in. This was Steve Kimes' version of um, all in. Yeah. Well, it's definitely Steve Kahn. <laughs> we didn't even think Arizona should have been going all in because there were too many holes on the trenches. Well, there are uh, too, too many pieces that are missing, right? Uh, right now, they're still the same team in a way. Their trenches, fine, they've got their first building, but you could say in the draft, um, a left tackle. But like, this is Arizona Cardinals for the last, even before Steve Kime, I would say. They were weak on the O-line. I mean, for as long as I've been following in the NFL, they were a team with Kurt Warner. They scored a lot of points, but never did he think, you know what? They're a tough team. They're built on the trenches. Uh, the, the, they've had a the lot of good dominant. players in that time, though. This is, this is the new age, though. They're taking a, I think it's a $22.6 million cap hit this year for 2023, and they're going to be all in on the Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. draft. Trying to rebuild, so we're not saying they're tanking, but you know they're tanking. We, we wouldn't say that. Saying. We wouldn't say that because we well, don't want to get sued. I, I'm assuming they're, they're not, alleged, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, according to some some people. But like, this was a move where they say, and basically, they couldn't trade his contract, but they didn't couldn't even take portion of it. Like Von Miller, when he was traded from um, the Denver Broncos to the Rams, Denver ate a lot of salary, and then the Rams could bring him in, trade for him, there's value there. 
why didn't the Cards do something with D-Hop here? Why not take part of his salary, trade him for a pick? It just makes so much sense. I'm surprised where you can't do that with one of the top like, players in the league. It's, it's insane in the NFL. There are badly run teams and they continue to be badly run. And they always make these kinds of decisions. There's no justification. You're telling me you didn't have a fifth rounder on the table if you had a portion of his salary. It's, it's um With this cap hit that they're taking this season... If he signs with another team, do they still take the cap hit? How does that still work? Take, still take all of the twenty-two point six million. Yeah, that's that's such a waste for me. And like, I like they just I don't understand. take the cash hit. That's the thing. They take the cap hit, but they don't pay the cash. But um, still, that's that's just bad for me because you're still on the hook. Like essentially, I know you're not paying it out, but it still counts on your cap that like you're paying twenty-two point six. Just keep the guy there who can help your team out. But then it just goes to show that they're not looking to win this year, right? Because yeah. you can't cut your best receiver. And... They, they don't want to do a. They don't want um, you know um, their team to do a a Lovey Smith what they did last year. You know, get out of that t- number one spot. But I'm excited. It's even what interesting. They've got a defensive-minded head coach. They've got basically a Patriots disciple as GM. Um. So you'd think you need to put all the stars in on offense to help Kyler. Kyler's probably thinking, you know what? These guys are actually trying to get rid of me. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just weird to me. Like, and it's one of those things as well. They they looked at what Kyler needed in the draft and stuff by looking at getting the left tackle. Was it Jones? I forget who they drafted in the end. Paris no, Johnson Jr. Paris Johnson Jr. Sorry. So they, they drafted Paris Johnson Jr. And then they, they addressed one of their needs, what Kyler wanted. But then you can't tell me that Kyler then went into the, the GM's room and the head coach's room and went, do you know what I want? I want you to cut my best receiver. I want you to get rid of the, the best guy catching the ball on the team. Well, like, in terms of sense. leadership, the only person who was standing up to Kyler Murray was DeAndre Hopkins. That's true. On the sideline as well. DeAndre Hopkins was holding Kyler accountable. Kyler's got his friend in uh, Hollywood Brown, who, in fantasy terms, he's gonna be hitting the moon. Um, yeah, they still, true. they've still got Zach Ertz. Now, to me, Zach Ertz was playing really well last year before he got his major injury. Maybe he gets cut. Maybe, like, is he the next? Is a vet? He would be very widely uh, wanted around the league. Um, what he provides, especially to some of these contenders. But where where did D Hop go from here? Like, if you're picking a team, which team do you think he, he wants money? He wants, you know, what he said on I Am Athlete podcast. He wants a stable uh, management. He wants a uh, basically a team first quarterback who isn't injured, and then he wants a good defense. I've got a I've got a team which he could go to, which I think would be spicy. I don't think he'll do it, but uh, I'd like to see him at Detroit. With the with the Jameson Williams suspension for the gambling, which I think is six games, isn't it? That he he's out for to six start games. the season off. They could yeah. use probably an extra receiver to sort of cover, especially for those first six weeks. All I'm saying is, you know, they're they're a team in contention right now. They're an ascending team in a weak NFC. In a weak NFC and in a weak NFC North division now. Yeah, I mean, any team he joins in the NFC generally can fight for the playoffs. Like that, I want... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, for me, Detroit Lions just seem like a very desirable spot. It just depends if 
he's willing to go and play with Jared Goff or if he's looking for a better quarterback play. Yeah, he he named his top five quarterbacks he wants to play for. They were in this order. It was Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Um, fourth was... Who's fourth on his list? Lamar, probably, but... It was Lamar, um, followed by uh, Justin, Herbert. Justin Herbert. I, I, I want to see fireworks in the NFL. I want to watch... NFL burn, and I want him in Kansas City <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. That would be just amazing to watch, right? That well, would be a good fit for him. Uh, Kansas City have always wanted, or with this uh, Andy Reid since Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes-led offense, they've always wanted the shifty, speedy receiver rather than the big, dominant ball, uh, you know, one-on-one winner. But they've got a guy like that already in Travis Kelsey. So like yeah, but a re- receiver. They've always had the Tyreek Hills, the Valdez Scantlings, the yeah, Kadarius Tony. What, now. What I mean is... The shifty guy. The, the, like the, the area where DeAndre Hopkins gets the ball, the area where he, he is effective, it's the same area where Travis Kelsey is. So, although one is a tight end and one is a receiver... I know, I know Travis Kelsey doesn't line up on the outside, but he also gets a lot of looks like in the same intermediate areas. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I like the idea of him there too, don't get me wrong. I think DeAndre Hopkins there is a great, pit, a great fit because adding a quality receiver to Kansas City isn't going to hurt, is it? They need it, really. I he mean, would be the where, best receiver. Where I, think, where I think he ends up and where I think um, need him, are the Buffalo Bills because I've been flat on the Buffalo Bills this off season. I think a lot of people are. Stephon Diggs hasn't showed up to voluntary OTAs. Interestingly, doesn't bother me at this point. No, it doesn't bother me either. He he knows what's happening. But adding D Hop, like they need some size at receiver. Even Kincaid is just a fast. Like they need a, a size guy. They've not had that with uh, Josh Allen. He helps him become more accurate automatically by his radius. And it's a good pairing with Stefan Diggs. And Von Millers is one of his best friends outside of the field as well. I tell you, I tell you, I would like this too, but I'll tell you the problem with this is Buffalo have about one point five million worth of cat space left. So if they were going to get John Ray Hopkins, they would have to do some serious banking situations to be able to get themselves in a position where they'll be able to afford him, especially if he wants uh, a nice payday. Like, if he's not just willing to take, you know, a low-end offer to play for a team he wants, if he wants, you know, a nice payday, he's going to have to probably look elsewhere, or they're going to have to get really inventive with their finances. Well, it's not that hard to get that inventive. We've seen the same thing every year. Um, <laughs> someone's always going to restructure. If yeah. they want him enough, they can get it done. Yeah, you hear... Uh, Burrow talking about you know contracts within the team. Rumors are they want to lock up T Higgins as well. They have Jamar Chase. If you want to compete with that and not get knocked out by Burrow in the playoffs, um, then you better do the same thing as well. Because yeah, right now, sure. Bills' roster and they are having they are going all in right now. They have to be. Do you see them beating uh, Kansas City or Buffalo? Right now, even the so, Jets in their own division. Cincinnati, you mean? But that's that's fine. But no, I. They're kind of a worrying team for me because I feel like they were in the ascension like two, two, three years ago. That they they were the ascending team alongside the Kansas City Chiefs. 
But now they've sort of plateaued, and if not, they're they're like reverting a bit. Whereas Kansas City keep going, and then you've got these other teams like Miami and Cincinnati, who are now starting to take over for them for sure. It's not oh, it's not like they're not I the second horses. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like before you you count them as the second second team in the AFC, right? You, it'd be Kansas City, then Buffalo, and then everyone else. But now it's not. No, it's Kansas City, Cincinnati, then the C. Yeah, it's it's mud, it's more muddled. It's the problem. Yeah, and, and but, like D Hop helps them. Like they need that spark sure. right now. That's not the, been. That's not the only problem that they've got. Like the their main issue is that they don't run the ball. But we've no, about and, and I reckon that has to change. And it like they this is the thing they've put so much on Josh Allen's plate, and we know sometimes Josh Allen can have bad moments. So it's like. Make the game easier for Exactly. Him. So run the ball. Make it easier for him. Like, run the ball a bit. Even the threat of running the ball would be nice. It's yeah, not making it so that Josh Allen throws the ball like 60 times a game. In terms of uh, way too early fantasy analysis, we, we spoke about on a recent pod. If he lands in Detroit or Buffalo Bills, it will tank both his value and the number one receiver's value. Armand Ross St. Brown and Stefan Diggs. For sure. If he's in Kansas City, he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver off the board. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's how we think. And uh, for, for selfish fantasy reasons, Kansas City would be good. As a Jags fan, please just t- keep him in the NFC. But I, I've unfortunately got a feeling he's going to land up in Buffalo. So let's let's move on and talk about something else, though, because we've, we've gave enough time for the Aaron. Zona Cardinals, excuse me, just birthing on the podcast. That's really rude of me. Um, <laughs> Classy. I'm a disgusting man. Um, let's move on and talk about something else, though. Um, you know, what we're looking forward to, this OTAs, what, what stood out for us so far, you know, things like that. I'll tell you one thing that um, concerns me a little bit about the, the Saints, my team, um, is John Gruden has <laughs> been I seen around the facility. This weekend. <laughs> which you know at the end of the day uh, I don't like it John Gruden fills me a bit of dread only because I just remember him from his time at Las Vegas where he wasn't he wasn't very effective he wasn't he wasn't good I know he's obviously friends with well he's got a relationship with Dennis Allen he's got a relationship with Derek Carr but in my opinion he didn't like Carr like I thought there was, no. there was always a loggerheads yeah and then I also mean... The situation with Allen. But, irregardless of that, I'm quite excited about what Derek Carr does for our offense. Because I was just going to say, the Saints' offensive staff is very uninspiring. For sure. It was last year. It is this year. Um, And Rudolph just makes them even more uninspiring. But Derek Carr apparently looks great uh, in the the offense so far. They're... Talking good things, but we're only what, on an OTAs. They're always going to say yeah, good things. Yeah, one month of the year. Of... <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr's in what year ten? He's going to look good in OTAs, and I'm sure he looked amazing in OTAs in Las Vegas as well. That's not never been the issue. Don't, try, don't try and poo on my parade here. Don't try and poo on my parade. Uh, it's facts. At this point, this guy. Don't poo on my parade. He is an incredible thrower. Uh, he's incredible in shorts. And let's face it, we all said Las Vegas's defense was the thing that was letting him down. For sure. Um, as well as just folding in big moments. Like, that is Derek Carr. The one thing that's really nice about the OTAs for the Saints, more than anything, is Foster Moreau is participating. 
And I think that's just great. Two months after he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, he's playing football again. It's a really good story. Is um, And what goes unnoticed is also what a talented player he is. Oh, for that's sure. a really good story, but it's a, he will add to that Saints team. It's really quick. It's really good to see. Um, but he will have. I'm I'm expecting him to have an impact with Carr. I'm um, I'm expecting him to have a good year. I don't think he'll be like the top receiving tight end because I think that Johnson's prime for a breakout. But yeah, I think he I it, think he'll play a great one B to Johnson in that tight end. He's role. a great number two tight end. That's what he was in Washington, and he's one of the most dependable number twos. He's never played in Washington, but that's okay. Has he not? I I thought he played behind Logan Thomas. Or am I just being crazy now? And maybe you're right. I, I always thought he was a, a ra- Raider and then he went to the Saints. Like, that's it. Yeah, Raider and then went to the Saints. Well, he was a Raider all that time? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm just mistaken. But yeah, Foster Murray. Well, Sorry, I, I, I just <laughs> thought you went from Washington to the Raiders and yeah. Okay. Well, it's a great story anyway. But um, Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick Miller is getting a lot of hype as well. Uh, for the Saints running back. Um, I I feel like I don't want to buy into it yet. It's it's partly because they know they won't have Kamara. So, you know, you have to you have well, to hype up, up the new running back. Well, if you if you're going to Conrad Miller, he's saying it's gonna be better than He says it's gonna be better than Kamara, yeah. He says right taking now, Kamara's Kamara's job. I mean, what did Josh Josh Rosen say he was gonna make everyone pay about, you know, missing up <laughs> on him. Yeah, but that, that that's for the Arizona Cardinals and that doesn't shock me at all. Uh, well, one of the storylines I'm excited for this offseason is, is it the, the Jets. It's not the <laughs> Jets. It's the leap forward of um, Kenny Pickett. The Steelers need him to improve, and I think he. I think he was hard done by that. He was in his rookie year. He had some. He was drafted what at the back end of the first round. He no. wasn't expected to be a day one superstar. And I think having a year with that Steelers offense, they've got a great team around him, great receivers, debatable running back. Like some people love him, some people doubt Najee Harris. But he's got a great system, and I believe that he's going to take the next step and Steelers will be competitive all year. I don't think the Steelers are going to be competitive, but I do think that Pickett might move forward. I'm just worried about their defense because the defense has been a strength for the Steelers for, for a few years now, but it's been going downhill the last few years. Like I feel like it has been going downhill. TJ Watt, when he's on the field, is their best player by far. But injuries has really hampered him, especially in the last few years. As much as I'm excited to see Pickett on the field, you'll see him a lot. I think chasing, so he'll throw the ball a lot. But, you know, I, I feel there's better candidates for a breakout star this year. than, no, than I, I, actually, I love this Pickett pick personally because I think the Steelers have had a Sneaky good off season with like tier two, tier three type signings. They just signed Marcus Golden, their pass rusher, a free agent pass rusher to one year deal. I thought he would get picked up by another team. Um, they've got obviously brought in guys like Patrick Peterson early on, uh, Somalo. I just like that they're, they're a team that have now adding loads of vets, adding layers to this team. And Pickett looked really good down the stretch. Their division, let's not forget it, it outside of Cincinnati. Um, don't start that outside wins. of Cincinnati. They don't will start find that. wins. They will find wins in that division. Baltimore Even against Cincinnati, I expect them to get a win. No. It's just a division. If 
every team plays tough. You could easily, you you know, we we do say Cincinnati is the second best team in the AFC, but teams will compete with them. Like the Steelers and the Ravens will find ways to compete with them for that division. I I disagree, I, because I, I I do think they will compete in a way because Mike Tomlin's a good head coach. Like he'll always keep them competing and and, and a bit competitive. They're just they're just not an exciting team for me. They weren't exciting last year. I don't see them being. I don't see them being exciting this year. There's just better teams in their in their own division, let alone in their conference, which are more exciting for me. Can I just be selfish and say I'm looking forward to seeing Calvin Ridley play football? I I mean, the AFC has got so many talented receivers, even in the NFL, just in general, right? We should look at the uh, receivers coming out of the draft. Outside of this year, maybe, where we weren't as hyped. and uh, But next year, as we've briefly touched on, Marvin Harrison Jr., there's so many good receivers. And, and as a Jags fan, not really had much luck with, like, number one receivers. Um, maybe Justin Blackman was our last one. So that's saying something. And we need, a com- as a Jags fan, we need to compete against all these tough teams. You've got, like, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. How do you compete with that? You need, a, you having, need a Calvin Ridley. By well, having a, well, they didn't need him last year. Um, it's they've got Doug Pedersen, one of the best offensive minds. For me, for me, for me, like it's at this point where a team zigs rather than zags, and that's the team that can, like the Eagles. For me, are a, t- uh, a team very much like that. They very much zag where other teams zig. Are they zag- a, zagging though? They just build on the trenches and add top tier weapons. But well, you that, look, the you Falcons are the team that's zagging right now. Well, that them too. But like, what I mean by that is, you look at it recent years. Most teams are are looking at, you know, their offenses is spread, throw the ball a lot, throw the ball often, get it to the receivers. Kansas City are like the pioneers of it with Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is the. Can is you not say Andy Reid is the pioneer of it in the NFL? Well, yeah, for sure. But like, without Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid is still a great coach, but. Patrick Mahomes puts him over the edge, right? Like, I don't think you can say otherwise to, to me anymore. At one point, I'd say it's the under-read factor, but not anymore. So, like, they pioneer this, though, in, in the thing that it's like throw-first football. But then with the Eagles, I don't get that from them. They, they very much run the ball well. They try and keep, keep doing it. And then they look to pass, and that's where they get AJ Brown involved and their receivers involved. They still got good receivers, don't get me wrong. They just play the game differently. But isn't but that feel... just because I think they're a defense dominant team where no. I don't look around the NFL and I, I don't see as many good dominant defenses? I, I just feel like nowadays in the NFL, there's so many teams that can hit you quick, throw the ball well, play the spread offense. That if you're a team that want to compete with that and you don't have the players, which a lot of teams don't, they have to try something different. That's what the Titans were good at for the last few years. Until last season, they they ran the ball with Derek Henry, slowed the game down, and I feel like, you know, if you want to be a team that can compete with these high power offenses, you have to do that. I I don't I see Philadelphia being different though, because I see them and Forty ers being led by their D line and as well as like quarterback. Don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts, but the Philly. D-line rotation. I, d- I dis- disagree nasty. entirely. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take anything away from their defense. 
But the, the way that their offense scores points and controls the game is very different to how other offenses do it around the league. Like, look, Miami's a great example. They, they just hit you with a lot of points quick. They just throw on you, they score points quick. The uh, Kansas City do the same. Just literally throw the ball on you, score points quick. That's and not how they've got defenses, though. But that, that's the point, though. It, they it's can't not about... control the clock. But other teams do, and they don't have great defenses as well. Like the Titans did, and they didn't have a great defense all that time. No. But that, to me, they're more of an Atlanta. Like the Arthur Smith run, 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 run. Well, Titans are different. They took a step back on purpose, it seems like, because you're getting rid of AJ <laughs> Brown um, and you're getting rid of some of your key pieces. It's not going to work. Like their team had to be efficient. But it worked when they had an elite alpha receiver. AJ Brown took over the playoffs. And this time they had injuries, but they didn't have that other dimension. You need to be, you need to have a plan B and, and they didn't. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I agree with that too. Let's let's talk about uh something else. Can Another... I talk about two quarterbacks I'm looking excited for? Yeah. It better uh, not be Trevor Lawrence. No, it's not excited. I'm like these guys are question marks this year. Geno Smith. And Russell Wilson. Yeah. They are on both both on the you, have you seen the recent uh recent picture of Russell Wilson? He looks right. ready. Is that what yeah, you're yeah, yeah, he looks slimmer, ready. leaner, yeah, hungrier. He looks his, ready. He stopped his um subway commercials or, yeah. or whatever <laughs> he was advertising. Mr. Unlimited does look leaner. I mean, and I think that's a good right step in the right direction. A good step in the right direction, I should say. He needed to start running more outside the pocket, thrown on the move, um, which w- was his strength in Seattle. We didn't see any of it really in Denver. You're about to see it this year. Because basically, Russell Wilson is the type of like quarterback that Sean Payton wanted since Drew Brees. He's the type of quarterback what he wanted Taysom Hill to become. A guy that can run the ball as well as get out of the pocket and throw the ball well. That's well, I don't know what he wanted from Taysom Hill, to be honest. Well, but... according to the rumours, he wasn't thrilled by Russell Wilson. So I'm not quite sure about that. Nah. Is that his personality, though? Or... Could be. I think, I, think that's more, I feel that's more personality than actual skill on the pitch. Because I, I, don't, I don't think you can argue... I mean, obviously, last year was an outlier where he was poor on the pitch. But... Um, sorry, it just throw me with Shamil just sat in the darkness like don't you, have, dark... don't you have a light <laughs> like, what's going on i need to switch my light on yeah all i can see is your teeth well, well this is this is great great content for a listening <laughs> medium isn't it <laughs> hey it's it's real world stuff that's all i'm saying like you know taking me out of my flow though oh yeah outside of last season yeah russell wilson had a bad year last year for sure but his time in Seattle, he played quite well. He's won a Super Bowl. You know, he's got the traits that you'd look for in a, in a quarterback. And I feel like Sean Payton can unlock all that. I feel, it's, you know, let's wait and see. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a match made in heaven. But they are they are joined at the hip right now. But I agree with the Geno Smith one. Obviously, he had a nice season last year. Can he repeat that? They've added Jackson, Smith and Jigba as well, who is more or less ready as receivers come from this draft. And he'll be a good uh, third receiver on that team. Do you reckon Geno Smith can keep that job beyond this year? 
I think yes, he would play. Because I think they don't have any, well, yeah. any other options. Yeah, I think he would play as well. I don't see why they not. made the playoffs then. Both uh, teams, Seattle or Denver. Denver, not a chance. Not a chance. Just because uh, it's loaded that that conference. Yeah, but then like, that, 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 that division is tough. They, they've got like yeah. the toughest division. Pretty you much. put Denver in the NFC, uh, pick a division, and they've got a chance to be a wild team at the minimum. Yeah, the uh, the Seahawks though, for me they they have a chance to make the playoffs for sure. Outside, of, like obviously, Forty Nineers are in the division. Forty Nineers are a tough team, but then you look at the the rest of the conference. They're probably like you could easily see them getting a wild card spot. In one of us three, uh, clearly not me, but one of us have Seahawks winning the division. No, we all went Forty Niners. I mean, for me, I think if neither of these two teams get in the playoffs, they'll both be looking to replace our quarterback in the off season. I I well, I don't know about Denver because I don't know how much they're still on the hook for for Russell Wilson. It's the problem. They are they they they're married to him for a while. So I don't know. But about Denver. But it still doesn't drop uh, stop them drafting one. No, it doesn't stop them drafting one. But I we'll see. But like with see, with Seahawks, I could see them. The problem is they've just gave Gina a nice nice contract, so I'd be a bit dubious as well. And they had an option with quarterbacks in the draft, drafting a five, and they didn't. They didn't sniff any of them. No. So, like for me, I think I think they want. I think they like Gino, and I I think they're in a position to play well because, I mean, you look at the players around him. Offensive line looks really good for Seattle this year. They they were good last year. They're going to be good this year. I I assume. Running back, they they're run, Kenneth Walker and was it Charbonneau? What Charbonneau, his name was? Yeah. Like that's a great one two punch at running back for them. The receivers, they're stacked with Metcalf, Lockett, and um Jackson Smith and, and Jigba. So like they just need know. that pass rush now and they need the quarterback play. Yeah, I I mean pass rush is, is their big issue for me. Like they, they struggle to get to the quarterback when they're playing defense for sure. And that's why I thought they might have been in the market for a free agent, but they, they didn't really pick anyone. There's still a couple of guys yeah, available though. Still there. Yeah, and Gakwe's still there. Uh, is there Leonard Floyd still there? Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. Jadavian Clowney still available? Uh, not a sack guy. They need sack guys. They need Edwards. Frank Clark, he's available still. Mm. Yeah, well, they, they drafted uh, Derek Hall linebacker in the second round this year, but uh, that secondary doesn't need any more help now. With Devon Witherspoon, they've created another Legion of Boom 2.0. For sure. Yeah, for definitely. sure. That secondary is scary. It's, it's just so they're, good. <laughs> they're, they're so, weak, so young. Their weak spot really is their their pass rushing, like their defensive line pass rush that needs help. And they need, they need to find something. What else are we excited about then? What else are we excited about? Just the season start and the NFL in um, London and when uh, Germany. Just a lot of good games. Like this season's schedule to me. It's one of the most exciting schedules. I, Just I was, because there's so many good teams. Like, yeah. I think there's so many good teams in uh, in the NFL right now. Well, yeah, well, we're in that, um, you know, the the schedule release aftermath. So everyone loves talking about fixtures right now. But oh, I, the, I want to go for it. Oh, no, sorry. You, you go ahead. 
Well, I, I want to talk about players rather than fixtures. Like, there's one one player you're excited for this year. Like, I I won't go first, and mine's pretty obvious. It's B. John Robinson, uh, the the most talented running back coming out since maybe Adrian Peterson. Like, he's on that level of Saquon Barkley, um, and I'm excited what this he can do in an Arthur Smith led team. He's got Algier, he's got Cordrell there. He doesn't need to carry the load. They've got Pitts and Drake London. Um, obviously, quote, uh, questions of quarterback, but I want to see what this Atlanta Falcons team can do with with the rookie um, running back. Mine's um, mine's Garrett Wilson. I'm I'm excited about. Uh, oh, Shamal's not happy. I, I was picking like, Garrett Wilson. He was, yeah. um, he was my player. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with uh, with Rogers now at the Jets. You know. Um, it's a better quarterback play for him, for sure. Like, he was the offensive rookie of the year last year with poor quarterback play, poor scheming. This year, he won't have that problem. because Put Rogers some is... respect on Mike White's name. The no. Kept the just relevant. No. Um, so, like, he's he's just in a better position. His supporting cast is better. So, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Obviously, the early reports out of the Jets, though, is everyone's getting injured. So, like, it's it's a bit unnerving if you're a Jets fan, for sure. But that's, that's still an exciting pairing, right? Rodgers and, and Wilson. My player is going to be Anthony Richardson. He's a wild card in this, but he's a wild card player. Like, he could be a way better pro than a college player. He could have an instant Lamar-type impact if they use him right. Um, and I imagine he's going to win the job to start over Gardner Minshew, but Shane Steichen's offense, I think that's going to be something to really keep uh, our eyes on as the season goes along as well, just Anthony Richardson's performances, because in the draft, he was the most exciting quarterback where you don't know what he could be as a as a toolsy player. He, he looks like a mix of Josh Allen and Cam Newton to me, and Cam Newton like, in his prime, he was dynamic. Like, we think about Cam Newton in his last couple of years, but in his peak, Cam Newton it, was one of the most exciting it, in NFL history. During mm. his Panthers seasons, he was he was unplayable some weeks. He he yeah, generally was that... Reason. Yeah, he generally was that uh, that dangerous. I'm, I'm just going to throw another guy out there who, um, who I'm excited to see, and that is the great Christian McCaffrey. Because this is... A full season will get in this 49ers offense where he's in the best position he can be as a running back, being with Kyle Shanahan. And also, it's a full year. We're not just getting half a year. Like, he'll have a full year to acclimatize to the rest of the playbook. Like, I'm really excited to see what he does. Just sort of depends what quarterback they bring him, right? Because I think if Purdy's still the quarterback there, still the starter, I feel that like benefits him. They bring in Trey Lance. I feel like Lance is more of a gunslinger roll-out sort of type, whereas Purdy's the pocket passer, dump-off sort of quarterback. Stay in the scheme. I'm going to I'm gonna take the pick before Shan picks on another player. Jordan Love. Like, this guy has all the pressure in the world in Green Bay. You can not tell me he's not feeling that pressure of the Packers organisation, which has been in the playoffs for a long, long time. They've been competitive. But let's not forget, Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter he finished with only six wins, I believe. Missed the playoffs. So, please, uh, all these Packers fans, don't get on Jordan Love's back if he doesn't start <laughs> this year hot. No, no, get on his back immediately. 
Get rid no, of I him. I mean, I'm excited to really see what he is. We've never had a chance. All right. In, in, well, we've already talked a bit about Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins. I want to talk about another running back. Um, and that's Tony Pollard. Like, Zeke's out of Dallas. I want to see Tony Pollard with the full workload. And I'm not talking about a 50-50 split, 60-40 split. I mean, <laughs> as a bell cow workload, Tony Pollard. He's, he's got Brian Schottenheimer there, Mike McCarthy. So I'm not fully sold on it. But I, I don't believe that Tony Pollard was just a product of fewer touches. He is one of the premier running backs, if given the workload. And oh. I want to see that come, come to fruition this year. I agreed at the start like I before I was fully on that hype train but I am actually like sort of off it a bit until I see it nah yeah I, I unfortunately I am because I feel like Tony Flood for me was the better running back between him and Zeke you it last year for sure like out of the two of them he was the better running back but I feel like having Zeke there takes up some of the pressure sort of like Kamara Ingram back in the heyday of the Saints like Having keeps a pressure, good team. Right? Keeps the player fresh. Keeps the player fresh. Keeps them fresh he, legs. You stop he, doesn't them need more... a, he doesn't need to line up at centre anymore, you know, because he might have to do that because Zeke, <laughs> Zeke's not there. But, like, but if like, you... The rumours of... Well, the, so far, the observations from Cowboys camp, from what I've been reading, is their rookie uh, running back draft pick, Vaughn, you know, the, the son Vaughan. of one of the scouts. We've seen that video, I'm sure. He's been impressive. It, it's has been Vaughan, really right? impressive in camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's uh, that's all we've got time for, though. Unfortunately, we, we've we've talked for far too long. So, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back again next week to talk more NFL stuff, talk more things that were exciting us. Any more news that's come out? The, the June first cut cuts would have happened by then. Yes, they will have. So more players will be giving their marching orders. Um, until then, though, see ya. Peace. Bye.